0: Can you even do the intro without the script? Let's find out.
1: Hello and welcome to No Easy Games, an alternative guide to world football. We're back after a summer break. We've been running up and down sand dunes, much like the Everton team of the 90s, only without Archie Knox hitting us with cricket bats. I'm Tom O'Brien. And I'm Aaron Gales. You say, I can't do anything with that. Was we're back in the. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm broadcast trained. Uh, we're back in the Echo Cavern. Um, yeah, it's been a while, actually, since we have done a podcast in the cavern, hasn't it? It has. And we've got. Because it's been. I mean, for, for those of you who know us, then you'll already know this. But for that one guy from Poland who's still listening. Um, Thursday Night Football, which has very much been the place that we've recorded a lot of these episodes, has been in real jeopardy over the past couple of months, mostly due to the poor administration yeah. of tight jeans. Yeah, it hasn't followed in your footsteps. Um, it? But it's meant that we haven't had the opportunity to be here to record, which in many ways after the slog of the African Cup was quite the sweet yeah, move. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been quite nice doing it at home. I mean, this is the first time I've had clothes on for a while since we've done this podcast and actually get dressed. Okay, um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Just fully confirms that we should never press the video button on those calls. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Obviously. It's been mm, it's been a it's been a wild summer of football. Um, my mm. non-existent notes tell me. It has. Uh, yeah. I mean, all those tournaments we uh, we previewed. And, yeah. We're um, going to show
0: up our real lack of knowledge here about following the competition, but I can talk a bit about it.
1: Well, let's, we're just going to just going to whiz through these. I'm just going to say say competition name, and you're going to give me your overwhelming Go overriding there, thoughts. Man. Yeah. Nations League uh oh nation I thought it was all right you know I thought it was quite um didn't watch the second of it didn't you well no, I thought it was good. I thought some of the games were quite good um for me, it was too dr- I mean I know like when you have qualifying for like the World Cup and stuff, then you've got to wait six months off the tournament, yeah, but at least then you've got a month to get into it. I think when you've got such a long period of time yeah. between the group stages and then oh great, there's a couple of teams that were thinking about in Portugal Let's I just think
0: I think if England had got to the final it would have been more exciting. And I think, unfortunately, despite all the talk of we're taking it really seriously, you know, we're gonna do it. I think the Champions League final being mm. six days before, I think it was 12 English players involved. Um, he put a much changed side out. And they were unfortunate, not the, not the win. Um, gave a good account of themselves, but I think had England got to the final, I think we could be talking about it very differently. But I think just the team he put out sort of killed the enthusiasm for it a little bit. And obviously once England were out, nobody carries stuff really, apart from Cristiano Ronaldo uh, and Portugal.
1: But The take homes uh, and uh, I was fascinated, fascinated to see, I mean you've always been John Stone's biggest advocate <laughs> when it comes to international football, you've only just got off your high horse about Raheem Sterling. Um, he didn't cover himself in glory? No, twice. twice. yeah. Uh, Ross Barkley had a bit of a heavy touch which led to the the late goal he he did I I still think the pass yes no no no, absolutely but did you know that there was an article in the Daily Mail the following day which referred to uh, Stones and Barkley as former Everton players without making a single reference to the fact that either of them were on the books at Man City and Chelsea at the moment that's interesting not that I'm saying there's an agenda against my team but it was it was very much look at what these players with an Everton connection have done um, to ruin our chances of Nations League glory yeah
0: I think if one good thing does come out of it I think I know he was supportive in the aftermath but I think that'll be the final straw for Stones as a regular starter because they blamed you know Gareth Southgate was very supportive as you would expect in a being saying you know we want him to play like that but there were scenarios that Stones put himself in that were completely unnecessary particularly the first one when he's under no real pressure, messes about and puts himself in that and it was poor execution, it was nothing to do with the style of play or anything like that, it was just poor execution and we know, we know he's got this in his locker and he's 25, 26 now, he should be, he should have eradicated that from his game.
1: I mean to to play devil's advocate you could say, alright that's a mistake in an England shirt Mm. and I can't automatically think of another mistake. That he's made of in the night in an England shirt. Not necessarily. I can't massively think of loads at City. They're, they're probably in the odd couple, but not yeah. major, major hounds at that level. The problem is he's not played for City for about well, three I or four months. And it. so, it, it probably, if he's not got in when they were playing so many games, mm. there need to be rotation and there was, you mm. know. Uh, because City had to win every game in the league mm. there had to be that cool heads clear minds and he yeah. wasn't given the nod at any point there and he was fourth choice centre half by that point yeah. and you would think with company going mm. they would be in the market for another mm. centre half as well then you really have to question whether he has a long term future at Manchester City yeah. and perhaps you know for argument's sake Leicester mm. if they sell your good self, <laughs> uh, and they need a centre half. I mean, they've been linked with Lewis Dunk, but mm. would they look at someone like Stone? Would Stone mm. t- consider that to be a move mm. too far? Mm. You know, be looking for another team and then around the European places. Yeah. Um, you know, Everton need another one if they're not going to get Kurt Zuma. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's quite at that position yet where. No, but I think he'll find himself there yeah. in January and, yeah. and when the Euros are starting to creep around that mm. summer and he'll realise that he won't have played many games for England because you yeah. can't get by on the odd game here or there. If I think
0: the point you make about City is a good one in that they couldn't afford at any point in that run in a slip-up, they knew exactly what they had to do and I think it's quite telling that Guardiola couldn't trust him.
1: I think more as well that they're gonna say that if you can have rotation anywhere you don't dick about with your defense no, and your keeper no, no. and, and you know they weren't conceding goals either yeah. so so why change a, a strong mm. settled back line but mm. to have not played for so many months, to have come into a game and to be horribly exposed by mm. hungry players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, wasn't wasn't a great night for him. Highlight for me of the whole tournament was Jordan Pickford's penalty. Yes, and even
0: I quite enjoy, even I quite enjoyed that. That's and, uh, that's.
1: I mean, I won him first choice penalty yeah, for everything this season. Yes,
0: yeah. that's, that's how you take a penalty. Yeah, I mean he's I mean he's great at saving them as well. He's really good. Uh, I mean it does annoy me because I can't stand him, but he's an excellent goalkeeper.
1: He's an excellent goalkeeper. Right, that's the Nations League. I was hoping that was going to be briefer, but once, once no, no, no. John I mean, we've got loads of time, we're, we we're, back we're back
0: with a ban. We're back with a ban. Um, what do you want to chat about next?
1: Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup.
0: Have you got anything to contribute on this? Um, do you
1: watch you watched any of the games? I watched, watched its highlights here and there, mm. and then I watched the semi-final.
0: Yeah. Which is cocked it.
1: Yeah, and, and the main problem was they were playing... I think they forgot. I don't know where England are ranked in the world.
0: They did well? They were third. I think they dropped to fifth now.
1: They played like a team who it was. It was like a League Two side against a Premier League side, mm. and they, they didn't play like that in the Sheba League Cup, no. as far as I'm aware. But every time they got the ball, mm. they panicked yeah. and they gave it away, and. It was for, for, for them talking so much about how Phil Neville's philosophy was ball retention and passing. Mm. They couldn't pass for shit in that game. No. And it wasn't be, always because they were put under pressure. No. There were a lot of aimless passes, mm. poor passes. Mm. And when they equalised, they had, they had them rattled. They yeah. just couldn't string five passes yeah. together to, yeah, get, yeah. to get the chances. They had them there.
0: Mm. And England, are you right? England had a lot of the ball in that game. USA were very very da- i mean the press well but they're very dangerous on the break um but you're right they just didn't use it well steph horton had been playing out from the back most of the game and her passing midfielder a bit off jill scott
1: in the middle was poor that nikita paris had a poor game the, the girl that got sent off i forget her name but she she was uh minnie bright, uh, Millie bright yeah. she she had a clumsy game mm. uh, as well Yeah. and you kind of look at the state's Dominated the tournament without ever really putting in, other than beating Thailand by a billion goals mm-hmm. to nil. Didn't yeah. really put in a dominating performance throughout, and mm-hmm. they 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 won that World Cup before they kicked the ball mm-hmm. because everyone was afraid of them. Yeah, uh, and I think I think if someone had, you know if they got in there, they mixed it up a little bit, as the French did in the last 10-15 minutes. Yeah. We yeah. thought the French might equalise in that quarter final as England mm-hmm. did in periods of that game, but they just. They they looked like a team beaten before they even got started, mm-hmm. um, and wow. that penalty. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, we're not supposed to no I'm just going to say fuck it. if you're centre half and you're running up to take a penalty twat it Yeah, yeah. don't dick about Sean Dice the fuck out of it yeah, yeah, just laces if you're sidefooting a penalty when you're knackered in yeah. your sixth game of a tournament or whatever it is yeah. and you're going to calm each other, oh I'm going to pick one out in the corner fuck that shit yeah. twat it, it was a hit it as it was hard a... as you can and I don't understand why players do this no. why players think that they've got to, they've got to come up and be really calm and collected and yeah. measured with it hit it as hard as you can mm into the corner or into the roof of the net and you will score because the yeah. keeper can't get near it don't don't
0: mm. think mm. she never looked comfortable taking it no. now, if she, they were put in an awkward position obviously because nikita paris was their number one penalty taker, and she'd missed two in the tournament but i think that's what encourages me and I, I wouldn't be too disheartened if i was england obviously they'll be disappointed that they've not uh that they've not got to the final but they were i mean they were a millimeter away from ellen white equalizing was given offside for VAR, and they missed a penalty. You know, they still lost the game, and they deserve to lose the game. But if circumstances had been slightly different, they could have won that game three-two. But um, it'll be interesting to see how they develop under Phil Neville. Um, I think had, had they gone on to the final or even won it, I think he would have. I think he would have gone um, because I think inevitably there would have been a men's side that were interested. I don't think they did well enough. I think semi-finals was par for, for, for i think i think he's there until at least the, the home yours, yeah
1: get the olympics and the home euros yeah I so
0: I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see but um not an amazing competition what i would say is i thought the stand of the refereeing was absolutely appalling um and i heard the debate on five live there was a regular sort of podcast slash program at the end of every day um and they were saying look it's a world cup you know what, what is this, is this about equality or is it about having the best referees um, and the standard of refereeing was was dreadful? No, I've, I've, always, um, fa-
1: I've always found it strange at, um, you know, having much more men's World Cups where they, where they spread the refereeing around so much and you get mm. someone like, well here's a ref, and, and it might have been a country but it's the first country that's popped in my head, here's a ref who's reffing this game from Burkina Faso. Mm and you kind of think well yes you want to spread the referee in around amongst the confederations and stuff but it's got to be people who've handled big matches yes. yeah, um, yeah. and with all the greatest respect in the world a top league game in an African country or a top African Champions League game no I mean that's it's it's not it's not of the standard that no. you would expect at those big tournaments so I think they do they should pick the best 30 refs rather mm. than let's pick the best ref from Europe and the yeah. best two refs from Asia because yeah, yeah. you always get people in who just aren't like their, their countries just don't play high profile on a football yeah. for it to be mm-hmm. and, and, and you know yes you want to give everyone a chance but it's not a fucking, It's not a school play you don't give everyone
0: yeah. a part and I think you're right and I think you know a lot of these refs like
1: you know your collinas or you know back in the Dickhead day, fucking corrupt he, piece of shit sue me you Italian baldy bastard what fucking have got, what cheat. have you got against Pierluigi Kalina uh, retired came out of retirement to referee Everton's Champions League qualifying oh, game against Villarreal God. disallowed a goal for no reason whatsoever then retired again the next day did he fucking on the take
0: um, prick. Good. great referee great referee but, um, but they had uh, sort of you know they were familiar with the players um, you know they had a relationship you know they knew how to handle the big games and some of the refs some of the refs are fine I'm not saying you know you just had all men refereeing but there was some that clearly went up, up to par, up to standard. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think it was good. Like the stand, I mean, the standard, price, I mean, you watch football, women's football, 10 years ago to what it is now. It's just like chalk and cheese, really. Yeah. It's so good now. Um, and I think what we've got to be patient with is really the, the women's game in England's only been professional for like 18 months to two years sort of fully professional.
1: Um, yeah, it's really really important that they the the the, uh, the people who run the game here and and the clubs take advantage of it. I know there's a lot mm. of moving some of the games into the into the main yeah. stadiums ahead of the start yeah. of the new season. So they've really they've they've got to uh, strike while the iron is hot mm. uh, there. So. Uh, uh, big challenges ahead for all involved let's let's rattle through because we've, we, we've got something I really want to talk about um, Copa America, didn't watch any of it no, it, was not me. Not, it was on a channel that I don't even Nor think me. I came I didn't about. watch it either but Brazil won which I predicted yeah the only things I saw in it were the ludicrous sending off for Messi yeah. um, for being shoulder charged I think <laughs> he's cursed um, isn't he Messi and um, of course it was a tournament dominated by Everton Mm, yes Brazilian Everton yeah. Um, yeah, both the player who seems set to sign for Arsenal by right. all accounts in what must be a missed marketing opportunity <laughs> by the boys in Yeah. blue um, and he's fuck, he's going to score so many times against Everton yeah he will yeah um, you can see
0: the headlines now can't you I mean I can't think of one off my head but um, I'm sure somebody much brighter than me
1: will think of one It'll be Everton 1, Everton nil when he scores the win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Very uh, good. But I've already seen Everton beat Everton 2-0 when Everton played the Chilean Everton in a oh. uh, friendly game Goodison Park. Oh, very good. um, and also Rich Allison um, yeah. recovering from a brief suspected spell of mumps to score yeah. a winning goal in the final. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all, all in all, um, it happened. It did. Is, as much as we can say. It did. Uh, and the African Cup of Nations, the final still to take place it before is. we... Uh, have this episode, it's Algeria against Senegal. Mm. Um, Senegal's to win, I think. Yeah, there was a couple of really good sort of runs, wasn't there? Was it Madagascar? Who got Madagascar got it? to the quarter finals. Benin uh, as well. Um, I, I, I don't recall that they, they may well have done but I'd, I'd like, li- I'd like uh, to go back and see what we said about Madagascar, though, because I reckon I was probably quite rude about them. Well, the, the the good thing is, I mean, with, with a strong performance, hopefully for the next uh, African combinations in a couple of years' time, uh, we'll get to see the sequel, Madagascar Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very good you could signpost that one come a mile off. anyway that's all that's all that stuff international football out of the way mm. uh, nothing to care about until the ludicrous Euros uh, which I'm hoping to uh, uh, find out if I've been successful in the ticket lottery oh right ready, God, ready. that's past me really yeah I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want the competition uh, to get the tickets but you'll have your choice of tickets then probably mate uh, every game's gone to a ballot and I've put in for like the cheapest tickets and so I don't think I'll get a single thing it'll be like the Olympics when I, if I'd got all the tickets because when, the, when you were originally in the first stage of bidding for 2012 Olympics tickets, I think it worked out that you got all or nothing that you bid for, oh, right. and I just went in, I went in hard. No, you got some or all, but either way. either way, like I rallied up about two and a half grand's worth of tickets, uh, but the only ones I got were like the football at Old Trafford. Yeah. Um, I'd love it if you got shafted by this just got all your tickets. Oh, if, if I get all the tickets for you'd sell them, wouldn't you? It's only a couple hundred quid. I've not, oh, I've not right. done, Because the fact that there's only like six games in this country. Because oh, they're nice. spread Close. over. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not schlepping my way over to... Uh, even though we had a very kind offer from Mihai to go to Romania, <laughs> which no one acknowledged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, you know, um, yeah, a couple of yeah. group games in the final. Oh, so, right. did, if, uh, and they have said that they're setting up a... Face value reselling policy for this one. So I get really shattered, I'm alright. But but it's a couple hundred quid and I've just had a massive tax refund. Uh, I got tax bill for £29,000 the other week. Did you? Okay. (laughs) Um, Because my employer, uh, who I've been working for on a number of fixed term contracts and are now on a longer fixed term contract, had either sent the incorrect information to HMRC or HMRC had interpreted it incorrectly (laughs) and they thought that each time I started a new contract, I was doing another job. Oh, right. So they had me down for four contracts. Oh wow! Now I would take the salary associated yeah. with that for the word, <laughs> but now thirty. I had a just just shy Jesus. thirty grand tax bill. Did you shit yourself? Uh, well, no, because I it's because I just rang up. To, uh, they did that week earlier They gave me like a five hundred quid refund for something. See what that back and thirty <laughs> grand. was uh, oh, it was, it was resolved with a very hasty phone call um, and talking of people leaving contracts Mm. and leaving them in in uh ways where in this case quite unethically uh to shaft one of the great institutions of english football to to go and take up a a a poison chalice (laughs) at a uh, a one city club who ideas have ideas about their station. Um, what do you make of the real coup for Newcastle in getting in um, one time potential England manager, Steve Bruce, to, uh, to join the club?
0: Uh, I don't think it will surprise you to hear that. I'm, like most Newcastle fans really disappointed, really incredibly disappointed. Probably been, it's probably been the worst summer that I can remember in my lifetime in terms of, because even when we've been relegated, the last two times bizarrely we've had really good summers that's when Ashley's invested so we've come back strong Um I mean there's a number of things that wind me up about it really I mean part take me back to the start I think we all knew Rafa wasn't gonna wasn't gonna resign um, no one decides
1: two days before the contract expires no do you know what I'm gonna stick around especially um, when he was in China at the time exactly well I
0: it's a difficult one because you know he's not as universally loved as at Newcastle as the media like to make out. Here's a, here's a question then mm.
1: Has Rafa basically used or because, like, wasn't the sign off note like the, his, his goodbye in the sign off letter was some sort of phrase that no Geordie has ever yeah. said in their that life? Something
0: like goodbye tunes or something, yeah. yeah. Ever, was, never, no one's yeah. ever said yeah. Yeah. so.
1: I, I get the impression Rafa has always, at Liverpool and, and, and uh, particularly, has been someone who has needed to spend. He's not a coach, mm. he's not a developer, he's someone who spends. Mm. And has he used this, I'm on your side, special connection thing, as, a, as an excuse to go and take this gig in China, basically? To uh. Like, this bonds that he keeps mm-hmm. wanging on about. And yes, I was doing the air quotes. Um, I I don't buy it. Basically, I I, I I I find it a bit that he's decided. Fuck it, I'm going to leave. Mm. But he's managed to do it in a way that has manipulated the fan base a little mm. bit into thinking that he's he's this really great guy. No, not necessarily because be he's good. not really done it out of principle. If, if Mike Ashley no. given him given him an extra four million quid a year mm. and no transfer budget, mm. he'd have stuck around. It's an interesting one. I would disagree with that
0: because there's a lot of fans that are pissed off that he's gone to China. You know, I think, it, including myself really, it would have been, it would have been easier at the stomach had he gone to a team in Italy, Germany, France, Spain, you know. No disrespect to China, but
1: an established there's, league. There's, there's no... Um, you can talk you're only about, going project. To, about project what yeah. you want, but Emma Markham and a bitch, I haven't gone there to go and no, Mandurah. mandate. they've gone for the salary.
0: Now, I don't hold it against him. I actually think his strongest work that he did, and the reason that I always lean towards backing him was I think the strongest work he did was with the fans. Uh, And I don't think there was anything, as a, maybe you're an outsider looking in, but to me it never felt cynical. It never felt, I felt like he really, you know, we got relegated and, and that's, to be fair to him, when we got relegated, he just could have walked away at the end of 2016 with his reputation. Very much intact, um, and he stayed. And I think that was—I think that was because the fans. And I think he was promised things. And to be fair, that first pre pre-season in that summer, we did some really good business. You know, it's like we need to get back to the Premier League. I, get, I guess and the I think point, the, Ashley fooled him.
1: The, the point I'm trying to try to make is that if you keep, like, everyone keeps talking about wanting a project these days, mm. and surely. Like doing a bit of coaching and developing like some good young players have come through in Newcastle and yeah. in recent seasons as well hmm. I well, just I just I, I, I find the whole hmm. walking away but trying to claim that you're doing it for principled reasons hmm. just that just and this has got nothing to do with um, before the inevitable accusations come, it's good enough to do his Liverpool connection. No, no, because cool. he's the person that I, I actually wanted him as our manager a couple of times, even though I think he's a vile human being. <laughs> um, but I just I just mm. for me, it's a bit, it's a little bit cowardly. Mm. The China the China deal sticks in the craw. It does stick in the craw. But
0: I think he's I think he's weighed it up, and I think the two seasons we've been back in the Premier League, both times at Christmas both the last two years we've looked relegation fodder big time um, and we've turned it around and we've, you know finished 10th and 13th but I think the squad needs massive investment and the thing was he wasn't I think that I think that's what gets misconstrued he wasn't asking for 250 million to spend he wanted 16 million to buy Salomon Rondon which I don't think and I think most football fans would agree is not an unreasonable request. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't asking for the world, he was asking for a striker that was probably our player of the season last year to be signed. All right, he's 30, but he's not quick. You know what you're going to get? You will get another two good seasons out of him because he's not a pacey player, he's not relying on his pace. Um, and I think he probably knew that iose Perez was going to go because he had that clause in his contract, he had a good end of the season. And he thought well why wouldn't Perez's head be turned because he's not had the best relationship with the fans over the four years that he's been there and I myself have been a big critic of him. No it seems like his, his um, only good
1: spell in Newcastle career has been since like February. Yeah
0: yeah and actually 30 million quid I think probably in three or four years time would look like good money. Was of course, he, he, he strikes
1: as a flash in the pan. Right? Yeah I, I mean, don't he's, think. He's that, not, not going to pull up any He's never going to
0: score more than 10 goals a season and no. he won't at Leicester. Um, but I think I think I think it, I think it was principles. I think he thought they're not even giving me the bare minimum opportunity here um, to, to to achieve anything. Um, and all right, fine, he's come to China for twelve million a year, but that's a stopgap, isn't it? You know, it's a stopgap. There'll be clubs in Europe that are interested. I genuinely think he just wants to work in football. Um, I just I just look
1: at other coaches who've been to like. Similar sized clubs. Like, look, David Moyes didn't make a permanent sign in for two and a half years at that point and had to sell a player every summer to get a player in. Yeah. And maybe you can call it on his part lack of ambition. Um, then he got the United job, so he kind of yeah, yeah, s- yeah. swings around about us. But some, some people go in and will we'll, we'll take that and say, right. I'm getting nothing from him but I'm going to do something mm. do a bit of weird but he's just always struck me as a bit of a checkbook manager I think
0: I think in the past I would agree with that but I think in the three years he's been at us I think that would go a long way to um, you know Christ I think our net spend in that three year, three and a half year period he's been in charge is about one and a half million pounds you know so it's, it's not it's not unreasonable it's more than Bolton for him to think yeah 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 it is <laughs> it is and we could be in worse scenarios as clubs going out of business and let's, all let's of move it because we'll, I think we'll have to agree to disagree
1: on that mm-hmm. and and, and God, it's getting it's a shame
0: it's a shame it's, it's a shame it's a shame he's gone it's a shame he's gone but
1: exciting times at the club with the appointment of the new manager this week
0: no absolutely not I think there's absolutely no honeymoon period for Steve Bruce no honeymoon period mm-hmm. whatsoever he's not a Newcastle fan he never has been It's all fake. He's managed to live for two and a half years. He's been crap in the Premier League. He's overweight. You know, I've just got, how do I have any respect for him? I just, no, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. And it literally smacks off to me like, Ashley's gone right. What could piss them off the most? And he's identified Sam Allardyce, who turned us down.
1: Now, Steve, now yeah. I'd say that with a pinch of salt, well, because I don't believe a word someone possibly, says. Possibly, but there's been uh, nothing uh, from uh, the uh, club,
0: there's been nothing from the club to deny it, has there? I, I just, um, I, I, yeah. I don't believe that mm. one. I think um, it tentatively reached out, I think, was, I think there was contact. Um, but I just, don't, I just don't think it's going to work, he's got absolutely, you know, don't get me wrong, He's been 900 games as a manager. He's had four promotions from the Championship. He's not a bad manager. I'm not saying he's a bad
1: manager, but... Who, could, who else could you have got, realistically? Well, that,
0: but that, that, just, that just sums it up, doesn't it? It's like...
1: As where, where would you where would you emotionally have been if Stephen Gerrard had been appointed as the new manager of Newcastle well
0: I would have preferred it over the, I would have preferred it but over you've gone on record
1: as I think Stephen Gerrard is up there with Greg Rutherford for you you said in the past
0: I'm not a big fan of, I'm not a big fan of Stevie G you no know, I mean you know he's got away with murder hasn't he in the past has he well, not, it was just assault but, <laughs> but no I mean but that, that would have been the kind of appointment and there were some names battled about like Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. You know Patrick Vieira. Now, there's risks involved, they're sort of quite inexperienced young managers, but have all got relative degrees of success on their CV, um, and it would just look more forward thinking and progressive. And this just smacks of we're gonna just try and avoid relegation, but we are gonna sleepwalk into relegation, and that. That's what that's I think mean, you're going to
1: sprint into relegation yeah, well, yeah.
0: sleepwalking. Yeah, and somebody said, somebody said... Somebody you and Blade's somebody, down by Christmas. Somebody said the other day, they said, um, I think you, the, the uh, focus of Newcastle season will be to find t- three teams worse than in the Premier League. And somebody's comment was, you'd struggle to find three teams worse in the Championship, which I think is a bit of an over-exaggeration. Because I think there's a good team spirit there, and they
1: all work hard. But there's just a real, real lack of quality. The, um, it's the promoted teams you and Brighton? Yeah, and I, like think, th- yeah those, I think those those are the five who, who, who presume would start day one thinking we yeah. need to get points on the board quickly. Have you got a rotten start to the season as well?
0: Well, we have got a tough start, not as tough as last year. We didn't win for the first 10 games last year, we had a really tough start last year. But we've got Arsenal at home in the first game of the season. Do you know what,
1: that'll probably be three points. Yeah, it's fucking well I've seen a lot of
0: Arsenal fans are really pissed off at the of playing us because... They don't win like Because well we do have a decent record against them at St James's Park, but they are
1: the sort of team that you want to play. the, um, the, the problem is they need a they need a roaring St James's and yeah. there's likely to be uh, sort of, even yeah. sort of temporarily deserted for a number of protests It'll that be, taking place at that. I'll point.
0: be I'll do you know what, I'll be fascinated to see um, how many people boycott because obviously I go and I won't boycott. Will you turn but, up
1: late or anything? No or? no,
0: I'll just go to the game I, I think if you stop, and this is just my opinion, but I think if you stop going to the game, then he's then he really has won because he doesn't care how many people. Are the there? Blackpool
1: fans would argue with that. The Black- Blackpool fans, a number of those fans had to stay away for several years and then got their club back, mm. um, and it's not easy doing it. But they have to take a, a principled mm. stance. It's different. It's different when you're in the lower division, so ticket, it's ticket the, revenue means something. It's the main reason that I am um, told they were on the fence about whether Allardyce was going to get his second season or not and the main reason that he didn't was because season ticket renewals were very very slow. Where was this at? When he was at Everton. Oh Everton sorry. Um, yeah, and yeah. so when yeah. when season ticket renewals had as soon as he went that, season ticket renewals. That worked. was
0: always a stopgap though wasn't it um yeah i mean you know i you know i don't live in Newcastle anymore i like going to match you know it's part of your routine you have a few beers before with your mates you go to the game you enjoy it if you win you're pissed off if you lose but you know it's about the match and I think you've got to go and support the 11 players that are picked I just don't think if you stop going to the match and he really has won I just don't I I just don't see how not going to the game and not buying a pint and a half pint and a half time he doesn't care he literally, All doesn't, not- he literally doesn't care well possibly but not enough not enough to you know make it make a major difference um, I just think it shows a massive, massive lack of ambition. I would rather have gone with an unproven coach with a a promising reputation than Bruce, because we just know what we're gonna get. You know, this is a man who said he doesn't believe in tactics. You know, what are the players gonna think? Now, I think the players have been quite fair, that they seem to be prepared to give him a chance, but they will know straight away at the first training session whether or not he's a mug. And I think they'll work him out like that. And, and, And the worrying thing for Bruce is he's got no honeymoon period. So, the first time we lose a game, even if we get beat by Arsenal at home, which isn't a game we'd expect to win, the fans will turn. I think the fans will turn almost straight away. Um,
1: it's a tough situation. Situ- I mean, not, I'm not saying for a second you should be thrilled that Steve Bruce is no. going to be your new manager, but do people expect him to have turned it down? No 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 I mean
0: God, you can't, you can't blame Steve Bruce for taking it you can't blame him for taking it um, but he, and by that
1: logic if, if you're not going to do the, the stay away you're not going to boycott the game surely you've got to get behind Steve Bruce
0: well I, I will be I personally won't be one booing him on the first game of the season depends on how many you've had before right? but, yeah, possibly but it will turn quickly and, and you, you know what it's like when you've been at a game and the atmosphere turns toxic you know you do get swept up in it um I think a lot of it depends on the players. If the players play against Arsenal and they're crunching into tackles from the get-go, and you know, that's what's gonna ultimately, like any manager, be judged on performances. If we finish in the top six next year, then great. But like when Pardew finished fifth, that was in spite of Ashley. You know, it feels like everything every every time we achieve any success, it's in spite of him, not because of him. Um And, you know, yeah, you know, nobody would be happy, you wouldn't be happy at Evan, would you? You you were mortified when they appointed Aladice as manager. Um, I just think it's a desperate situation and it's just pointing towards relegation and it seems the only person that can't see that is Mike Ashley and you think, why can't can't you see him? Why can't you see it? And why didn't he, he should have just bought Rondon, bought a few players, problem solved. what he doesn't seem to think about is sort of his legacy, his legacy at Newcastle. They'll be dancing on the streets when Mike Ashley dies, you know. And you just think like if he put a bit of investment in and won a trophy or, or just challenged for a trophy or looked like he get, like, like when he came in and pumped a bit of money in, he was drinking with the fans, that loved him. We don't expect to be Man City or Man United spending millions. We just want to have a go. And he doesn't get that. And now, I mean, what do you think? It just seems to me like he just thinks to piss people off.
1: Uh, he, he's he's there to make a little bit more money and to mm-hmm. promote his uh, oversized mugs. Yeah, like, there's 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 he's not. But then I mean, let's not pretend that I'm not defending my cash. Let's not pretend the players are there because they love the club either. The players are there because it's a gig and they've got money. Yeah, um, it's um, um, I mean it's all part. You look at things like that you look at to have touched on what happened the Baltimore what's happening at Berry at the moment. Yeah. Football's fucking disgrace. Yeah yeah it's it's an yeah. awful awful mm. industry it's an awful game to be in you look at the the sheer volume of betting companies mm. that are sponsoring football clubs at the you moment. You see the new Huddersfield Town and I'm gonna get yeah. onto that in a moment yeah. but it's it's just it's I like the sport I hate the game mm. like it's it's yeah. just it's it's so Shit! So yeah, many elements yeah. of it—it's yeah. so unpleasant. So many elements yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, the fact that now that you've got to have three separate subscriptions if you want to watch all the live games mm-hmm. this season—it's—it's mm-hmm. yeah. um, just—it's not a fan's game anymore. No. It's particularly not in this country. No. And I mean, for someone who is who's co-host of a podcast all about football, it's not a great <laughs> place to be in. But as part of it, I, I can you know you can watch someone like a beautiful team go—that's great, but you can hmm. find difficult to get too involved or emotionally attached in the sport anymore because it's just hmm. it's just shit yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not for normal people anymore no um Shall we move on I we think we've will done newcastle um and
0: we've established some disappointment, and i'm sure it'll be a recurring theme
1: in our new very rambly slightly suicidal conversation style that we're going to mm. do while we wait for a point to these podcasts <laughs> uh, i'm going to hit us with a killer question each week. something to think about. There's no right answer, uh, there are wrong answers. Um, and inspired by Huddersfield, so you, it's, it's almost certainly a wind up, but Huddersfield uh, announced uh, this week a brand new kit mm. uh, and a new lead partner, Paddy Power, and they are displaying the logo of that kit. Uh, in a diagonal sash formation um, that may or may not contravene yeah. the FA's uh, sponsorship regulation really? guideline because it takes up too much. I think yeah. you've got 250 square centimetres, or right. that's probably two millimetres is probably more accurate yeah. than two and a half metres. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, so it's almost certainly a that you can see in the pictures of the game last night, it's a sticker that's been put on the shirts. It, is it? it was crinkling. Right, um, I've only seen a photo of it. So that's clearly, albeit temporarily, the worst sponsor on a shirt of all time mm. but what and there is immediately a very right answer to this what is the best sponsor of a football shirt the one where it's just it just it doesn't ruin the kit well can i can i, I know this is a podcast and it's obviously
0: you can't see us now but can i just get the shirt out that i'm wearing at football tonight you to can't So for me, obviously I've gone Newcastle because I'm not that interested in the people's kit. But I mean, this is a wonderful shirt, isn't it? Yeah, grandad collar, the blue. But the Newcastle brown blue star. I mean, that is my. That's
1: the that's the right answer. That is the right. That is the right answer. That's magnificent, isn't it? I mean, that's a glorious. I I know. um, um, Oh, It's it's not a real one, though, is it? No, Addy. Well, you know <laughs> I mean, it was from the club shop. Lose but five points. No, no. No, no. Yeah. No, um, uh, I digress. Uh, that I know people went because the home shirt was going that collar as well, it and was. I know um, non-Newcastle fans who bought the shirt mm. in a very uh, in this mid nineties, ninety six. It was it? the season. It was the season we blew the title. 96
0: um. so Ginella you know, Looked magnificent in that shirt, Les you? Ferdinand. Cellars, you know,
1: yeah. Peter Beardsley wore it. I can't yeah, say it looked magnificent. Yeah. No, I mean, um, but good. no, I, I know people have bought both the home and or the away shirt because yeah. it, it just looked. And, and so the integration of the sponsor there yeah. is terrific. But classic football shirts online have been doing a thing recently. Where they've been sort of with really bad Photoshop, mm. uh, I've been putting in the classic sponsors mm. into kits. Mm. So like, I think the first sponsors, like, I always went everything being sponsored by NEC, yeah. not really knowing who NEC were yeah. and what they did. Yeah. Um, you know, I always associate sort of Liverpool Crown Paints, yeah. and uh, Man United was sharp. Mm. Uh, I think
0: it's funny that, isn't it, like football shirts, like when you look back, obviously I was a kid, so you, you didn't know how the world worked, but to me, that was just part of the shirt. Yeah. It wasn't a sponsorship thing. Like that was it. It was the Newcastle Blue Star. It's got the bridges on it. It's got Grey's Monument on it. Well, the, it was the, just part of the shirt? So there was a shirt
1: late eighties, early nineties that just had the star, wasn't there? That didn't have the um, the Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, sort of, so sort of circle uh, around it. I'm early, sure. Early
0: nineties, there's a black and white shirt which Andy Cole would have been in, which is just literally the Blue Star, which just looks. I've got that one as well. I'll bring that next week and I'll show you that one. Um, but I mean, yeah, that that would be that would be for me. I mean, what what, what about for you?
1: Um, I don't know because I thought of the question and didn't actually give it any consideration as I was oh, right. uh, about to say it. I well, think, I've given it quite a good answer, yeah. I think, think yeah. that was that was the right answer, but then I thought you would probably say that one anyway, so I really, yeah. really ruined it. I think there have been a few cases where, and, and like with the vast majority of these betting companies, particularly the mm. um, the overseas betting companies, where you're getting just it's a lot of Chinese betting, companies. a lot of China, like, uh, Chinese letters on the shirts, and it, you know, it. it like, I think of Burnley's last year, mm. and maybe Crystal Palace's, which just looked like... I don't yeah. know what that. and there was one point where I think Spurs were sponsored. Spurs had two sponsors, one for the Cups, one for the League, yeah. and their Cup sponsor was... Like, I googled it, and I still didn't understand what the company did. Yeah. Um, I, um, I don't know, I think one of the iconic ones always stands out for me, and the shirt's been reproduced... Quite poorly this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal JVC oh, yes, always always looked, looked quite iconic yeah. and, and felt like part of the kit. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, um, and I also fondly remember um, Sheffield Wednesday was sponsored by Chopper Chops at one point. Yes, it was. And is. there's a story about this um, that I heard on a. Rival football podcast that has been temporarily suspended due to racism. Oh, dear. Um, Danny Baker and Gary Lineker's ah, right. podcast. Um, but I heard that story and looked it up um, because it's something to do with. Yeah, um, Salvador Dali designed the Chupa Chops logo, really? which then later, 30 years later, was used on Chippled Wednesday's shirts. So, it's incredible. Um, um yeah not many uh, clubs have had a genuine world famous artist involved in designing makeup.
0: well I'll, to finish then go on i'll flip it back at you because you are a connoisseur of, of football shirts tom you know you're not just now you know i only ever buy newcastle shirts i wouldn't buy anyone else's but you love a football shirt so mm. what go on if you're going to recommend a shirt to buy now to someone listening to this what would you recommend
1: based on new releases or all-time classics What we'll do do one of each this was going to be a whole question for another episode. But, right, we'll, we'll say the best... I think the best shirt I've seen this summer might... Be, there's two, two stand out for me in the new cool. releases. Hull's home kit cool. is glorious. Is it? Um, I was
0: not expecting you to say that. Umbro have
1: been... Oh, Umbro. Great, um, brand. Great brand. It's a bit hit and miss some of the stuff that they've been doing with some of their kits. They've got a lot of template stuff, which you just got loads of the... Diamonds in different formations and shadow graphics seem to be back on a lot of kits this season. Um, And for a lot of Hull's kits, they're doing something where the kit's quite plain, clean and crisp, but then in sort of the the chest plate, they're putting a bespoke graphic. So I think for um, Burnley just released an away kit today, which takes inspiration from one of their old ones, it's got a lot of Mm. jagged edges and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. um, hearts have got one which has got lots of number of diamonds in different positions. Holes looks back on the kit which they had which was a Tiger's print kit a few years right, ago. Yeah. Oh that's very nice. So it's got like uh, three or four like Tiger stripes yeah. just, just running across the chest plate. That's very good. I'm surprised no one's really thought of that before. That's good. Yeah. And the other one uh, is really quite simple. I mentioned that they've mucked up the away shirt. They tried to repl- replicate the bruised banana for Arsenal's away. and mm. it. Doesn't, they could have gone a bit more, mm. it's too subtle. Mm. Whereas the Arsenal Home shirt is oh, just is, clean, is. Yeah. crisp. It's yes. a classic design that and looks nice. great. And if you're gonna go for an all-time shirt, um, I'll, I'll just chuck one out, it's not one I own, but one that I've discussed with my wife. If we ever won the lottery, <laughs> this would be the first thing I'd buy. Right. Um, and it's not expensive, it cost me like two hundred fifty to 200 quid. It's the USA 94 Away shirt. Oh, right. Um, why is it so expensive? Just because it's rare. Oh, it's too. rare, yeah. Um, uh, it would, it would probably rip me to shreds. I think it's probably made of glass, um, but it is. Oh, we always have this problem when we come to the uh, to the football cave that there is no signal here whatsoever. Uh, so we'll try and search again. Uh, USA 994 away shirt. Sure? Oh, tensions building. that one with the stars on Yeah, it's designed to look like Denim. Oh. It's gloriously shit. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, I was gonna say. No, Gee, it, it's so shit, it's good. Here here it maybe it looks better on. Look at that on Alexi Lalas. That's glorious. He was good, wasn't he, Alexi Lalas? He's a good character. If, if I if I rock if I rocked up to Thursday <laughs> Night Football in that yeah
0: Oh very good Well there you go Listeners There's what Tom Recommends If if you've got got a Killer
1: question Something that's timeless That we can talk about uh, uh, And and have a nice Conversation Where there is a definite, No definitive right Answer But many many Wrong answers uh, Then you know How to get in touch With us It's noeasygames Pod pod At outlook.com Or on twitter At noeasygamespod Or you can Just text one of us Yeah (laughs) Um, you don't remember any of this bit do you? you can find us in all the usual places Soundclass Acast Soundclass <laughs> we're on Soundclass now um, Soundcloud
0: Acast iTunes Spotify Google Spotify, Podcasts, Podcasts. TuneIn um, or you can play us through your Amazon speakers you using Try the, the Anypod skill yeah, yeah. there we go
1: um, yeah I don't think you can but who knows you might you might have better luck than what you did uh, and we'll um, we'll see you next week yeah we'll talk about some more stuff um, presumably you know the appointment of Joey Barton was Steve Bruce's assistant manager um, uh, all the fun games we can't talk about anything to do with that um, so we, we we just can't talk about anything to do with that so we'll we'll leave it at that that's a yeah. perfect place to go uh, thank you for listening to No Easy Games